on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. Welcome into the They Were on a Break podcast. We are on season three, episode 11, the one where Chandler can't remember which sister. What up? Oh, Katie and Chloe. That's our names. And we break down friends. I always forget to introduce ourselves. <laughs> I don't even know what comes out of my mouth, man. I kind of black out when I do the opening because I get real nervous every time before I do it. So I just take one big breath and then I just go go and I have no control over what's exiting my mouth. I kind of just sh- shut my eyes and let God take it. Even though like we've done this like maybe 60 times. Anytime I've ever podcast before any episode I'm so nervous. It's like did you ever do dance when you were a kid? Uh, I did dance for like maybe a year and then okay. my mom was like honey maybe you should um do something that's more in in your wheelhouse. See, I wish that someone had said that to me because I wasn't <laughs> very good, but I did it for like 15 years. And every time, because I would do like the, the dance studio that I went to would have performances at the end of the year. Like we would go to like a big auditorium with like a huge stage and it would be like 300 people. And I would just literally be like standing on the wings and I would be like, I don't remember my entire dance. I can't go out there. Like this is, I can't do this. I'm so scared. And I would feel it every time. And I knew the moment you get out there, you know, the entire dance, like it's in your head, you're fine. Uh, but that's kind of how I equate the feeling of like right before I do the podcast, I'm like, I don't know either of our names. I don't know what show this is. Like my brain just like, nope, you don't know anything. And then I start speaking and I usually do. I mean, sometimes I've had some very fun fuck ups, but you know, it usually happens. I don't know. I don't know anything about myself. I don't know my name. I don't know where I was born. Don't know how old I am. All I know is that I am on the stage right now. (laughs) Yeah, my brain goes blank for a sec and then it all comes back right when I need it. So bless all be. Oh my God. I kind of relate to that though, because I, as much as I love to perform and I love talking, I love being in front of people, I still get such bad like stage fright sometimes. Yes. But see, I feel like that is good because I feel like that means that like you still have like the drive to do it or like the want to learn more Mm -hmm. because I feel like the moment that you're not nervous about it anymore, like you don't care about it. Like it's not like it doesn't like drive you. So I almost feel like the nervousness is needed. This is like last week when they were talking about, like, you need the fear. You need to quit your job and you need the fear, Rachel. Yes, it is. But you don't need the fear. And I do suggest that (laughs) you have something else before you quit your job. Mm -hmm. Speaking of fear, I have just started to get some travel nerves Mm, yeah you are leaving town i am about to travel internationally uh i'm going to israel on my birthright trip i'm gonna be gone for 12 days and oh no i think it's 10 days 10 days and i have never traveled internationally like 
I feel like it's by myself, even though I'm mm-hmm. going to be in a big group of people. I don't know anyone on the trip. Right. So right. I've never I've never been outside of the country with a group of strangers <laughs> in a place that I've never been before. And I am so excited, but I'm just starting to get a, a wee bit wee bit of nerves now. <laughs> wee bit of nerves for me. My voice cracked on that, too, to really emphasize it. And you, it kind of sounded Scottish, so I, you <laughs> oh, know. Wee bit of the touch of the nerves, honey. Oh, my God, I was drinking a sip of water, and I didn't expect that, and I almost just spit it back in the cup so that I could laugh. <laughs> Holy shit, that was a great one. It's very reminiscent um, of Monica Geller. <laughs> I love when that happens so much and then they get to Rachel doing a fucking accent too. It's so funny. Oh my god. But just remember that it's one of those things where once you're in it and once you're doing it, it's gonna be totally fine. Like it's all of the like what ifs before you do it, but mm-hmm. then you go and it's totally fine. But I totally understand the pre-travel jitters. I probably once I'm there will have no time to be nervous because if mm-hmm. I think based on my itinerary, we have things basically planned to the minute. Mm. And the fun thing about this trip is that it's like. Like, part of it is on a bus. There's, like, a bus tour element. I didn't have to plan any of it. I just get Mm -hmm. to literally go along for the ride. I just get to show up. I'm packed. Where do you guys want to take us? So that'll be interesting. Although that makes me, in a way, that also brings some nerves up because I am so freaking controlling and love to plan that I'm just like, okay, Jesus, take the wheel. Or I guess since this is Jewish, uh, not no no Jesus, just someone someone say, take the wheel. <laughs> is Jesus even involved in your situation? Because I don't think he is. Uh, no. Jew- <laughs> Traditionally, Jews do not recognize Jesus as the the Son of God. Um, they- I always forget that he's the Son of God, and that they're not just like besties. The Godhead three in one. Father, Spirit, Son. That's how a oh. that's how a song went when I I went to evangelical church, uh, saying that. Which a really weird explanation. I apologize for listeners who are uh, very religious because you're gonna think of this as an oversimplification. But I always thought it was very confusing that it was like one three and one. Like a shampoo, conditioner, body wash combo. <laughs> Three in one. I just remember like going to church as a kid and only caring about the cookies and lemonade. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, give me that photo of Jesus to color. Like we would be coloring like, I don't know, like sheep in an ark. I don't fucking know. And then I get cookies and lemonade. And I was like, this is great. I'm fucking down with this. And then... We moved on to the other one where I had to have a Bible and we would read the Bible. <laughs> that class was not very fun. That one was not it, but I did have a pink fuzzy Bible cover. So Oh my god. That I was, was ten out of ten. Always jealous of the girls who had the cute Bibles. Now I might make myself sound like an idiot. So you are Jewish but grew up under another religion? 
Yeah, this is, I am actually glad you asked because the listeners are probably like, what the fuck? But (laughs) I'm a little confused and I've known you a minute because you said like on my birthright trip and I was like, wait a second, (laughs) you've told me way different religious stories than that. So I'm confused. So the the explanation, it is both complicated and simple, but essentially Mm. my dad was raised Christian. My mom is from a Jewish household. Okay. Um, so she was raised Jewish, but kind of reformed Judaism. So there's different levels to Judaism, but reformed Jews, you know, it's not like Orthodox where you have to wear the hat and have the curls and like follow a really strict regimen. Reformed Jews are kind of Jews who pick and choose a little bit of like what they kind of want to follow. Is um, that allowed? Yeah, I definitely. Oh. The Something that really sets Judaism apart from, like, Christianity is that Judaism traditionally, non-Orthodox Judaism, provides a little bit more space to, like, ask questions and kind of, like, tailor it to you and, like, the lifestyle that you want to live. I see. Okay. Um, All right. So my mom was raised Jewish. And then when my mom and my dad got married, they were a little bit like non-practicing. And then my mom kind of found Christianity. And then that made my dad kind of like become more Christian. And then by the time like the kids were born, we were going to church like once or twice a week, raised in a very like evangelical household. But what does evangelical mean? It is a denomination of Protestant Christianity. So okay. which a denomination is kind of like a way that you understand and celebrate Christianity. So evangelism is a Christian denomination. And a lot of like the mega churches that you see, like Joel Osteen is evangelical a lot of like churches in the Bible Belt are evangelical because evangelism is about like spreading the word of God and trying to bring in as many like followers to Christianity as possible. Um, mm. So that's why they tend to be like the larger churches. Um, I see. So was raised in a very big evangelical church and then you know, we would still celebrate like Passover and Hanukkah and like some of the Jewish holidays with my mom's side of the family. So we would do like Christmas and Easter with like my dad's parents. And then mm-hmm. we would do Passover and Hanukkah with my mom's parents. I so, see. So there was a little bit of Jewish influence while I was growing up. And then as I've gotten older and I'm like not part of like the evangelical church anymore i'm you know trying to learn a little bit more about my jewish background some people are like some people view judaism as a culture and some people view it as like a religion and some people kind of review it as or view it as both um so i would say i'm like culturally jewish was it like overwhelming to grow up and have both or was it just like more normal so it wasn't like so much information i think the overwhelming part was probably the like the mega evangelism like the but the church i went to was very large christianity Mm -hmm. was like you know meant to be a very big part of my life 
Mm-hmm. Um, however, like the Jewish celebrations were more of just like holidays, like fun stuff. So it didn't really seem that overwhelming to have both of those. It's not like they were in like major conflict with one another. I see. Okay. And my Jewish family and my Christian family, like, they've always gotten along. There's never been, like, they've never been battling it out, you know? Yeah, because for me, I, like, went to church maybe for, like, a year and a half of my life that I don't really remember. And we weren't really raised, like, to be religious in any sort of way. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that much about the different religions. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, you're saying words. I'm like, the fuck? (laughs) There's, like, so much to it it that I don't even know about, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm not even, like... I'm not really an expert on, like, religions as a whole. It's really, like, I know a lot about Christianity. Because you grew up in it. I'm learning about Judaism, but, I mean, ask me about any of the other religions in the world, and I'm Mm -hmm. probably going to sound like an idiot. Um, Yeah. Because, like, for me, I go through my day-to-day not even thinking about religion. And, like, for some people, it's just, like, such a huge practice and, like, part of their life. And I just completely forget that until Mm -hmm. I hear somebody be like, God bless, or they start screaming at me because I said happy holidays and I didn't say Merry (laughs) Christmas. You know, those are the only times that I really think about, like, religion. Or when I'm trying to remember, like, is this Jesus' birthday? Is this when he rose out of the grave? Like, what? Which holiday are we doing right now? You know? I think that's totally fair. I mean, I I always find it fascinating to meet people who didn't really grow up in religion just because it was such a huge part of my life for, like, 18 years. Um, mm-hmm. And I just always find it so fascinating to hear, like, whoa, like, you got a Sunday? Like, you didn't have yeah. to, like, and sometimes, I mean, just to get back to what you were saying about, like, the lemonade and cookies. I mean, when I was younger, sometimes the only thing that made me want to go to church was, like, I could get a donut. They sold dollar yeah. donuts, you know? I asked my really religious friend once. I was like, so if you're, like, in bed and you say, like, oh, God, do you get, like, self-conscious because, can't, like, you've called upon him? Is that, would that be bad? Would that be taking it in vain or would it be connecting with him on the all all spiritual level? <laughs> Technically, it's taking the Lord's name in vain, but I guess it depends on what person you're talking to. Mm, mm-hmm. These are the things that I think about. <laughs> Although I feel Always like... goes back to sex with me. <laughs> Although I feel like I, I seriously, I never say like... It's been so ingrained in me from my time at the church that I don't say mm. that in bed. <laughs> I never say, oh, God. I honestly probably never have either because <laughs> I don't think that any man is making me feel oh, like God. I should say, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lordy Lord. <laughs> Lord in heaven, that feels good. Oh, my God. That is a boner killer. I don't think even Joel Osteen is saying that shit. <laughs> The one where Chandler can't remember which sister. Let's get into I this, Katie. We don't even fucking podcast. In this episode, Phoebe is dating Rachel and Monica's upstairs neighbor. Chandler mm. makes out. 
with Joey's sister. Hold on. I can't remember She's not dating one. him. She's just fuck. She, she fucks, fucks him. Once. She doesn't date Which him. We'll Let's rephrase. Him. Phoebe's fucking the upstairs neighbor. <laughs> Chandler makes out with Joey's sister and can't remember which one. And mm-hmm. Ross is extremely jealous of a man who is helping Rachel get a job. I am going to break up with him so hard in this episode. <laughs> this episode makes me wish that she fucked him the night that he came over when they were going to be on a break. Okay. Um, this episode was written by our girl, Alexa Junge. It was directed by Terry Hughes and it aired on January 9th, 1997, we are officially in the new year, ladies and gentlemen. It's the day after my birthday. No one cares, but it is. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> Woo! We are 30 minutes into this recording and we have not said one goddamn thing about this episode. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. We do anything we please. <laughs> Listen, we're going to be gone for a week after this. So if anything, yes. we're just giving them... More time to enjoy content. us. Yeah, yes. like, I, I mean, this is golden. This is great for them. <laughs> they love this. That's true. Who said that this podcast needs to be an hour? But today, we're going for two, baby. <laughs> we're going to literally sit here for four hours. Like, you are going to listen to my therapy session at three o'clock. Yeah. So get ready and, and buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. And you're going to like it. <laughs> yep. You're going to listen. You're going to fucking like it. First scene of the show. <laughs> We are in the purple apartment and Joey is doing a magic show where he clearly glances at Monica's card before guessing which one is hers. I love this bit. I think it's so funny. It makes it doesn't matter at all for the rest of the episode, but I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Very funny. Uh, Meanwhile, Rachel and Monica have a loud upstairs neighbor and they can hear like the muffled sound of everything going on up there. So this seems unbelievable, but it's not. My upstairs neighbor one time, he did construction for like a thousand years, like a long time. And then when he was done, it was so loud. And one time I went up to his house. He's like, you want to see my new floors? And I thought to myself, yeah, I do. I want to see what these motherfuckers are made out of because it's the loudest thing that I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) And they were just like new floors and he had carpet before. Mm -hmm. And I can hear this man like answer the phone. Like I hear his phone ring and I hear it. So I really understand this episode, but uh, it's not like that loud. But like you can definitely hear shit, which means he could probably hear me. I had a neighbor once who lived downstairs who, like, would always think that they were hearing me, but they would be Mm. hearing my next door neighbor. Like, Mm. one time I was in a dead sleep, and I hear this, like, pounding on the door. I'm the only one home. It's 7 in the morning. I was sleeping, and I open the door, and this lady just starts yelling at me, and she's like, I'm hearing everything that you're doing. I'm downstairs, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, lady, you just woke me up and no one else is here. Like, are you sure you're not hearing it from, like, the people right next door? Like, they, their living room could be positioned over your room. Like, yeah, I was a corner unit. You never know. Yeah. And she was just like, no, it's you. And I'm, like, in my pajamas, like, clearly just woke up. And she would do that shit all the time. Or, like, my, I would just be sitting there alone, like, just watching TV low volume and my landlord would call me and be like you got a noise complaint 
<laughs> did I your landlord like, believe you? Yeah, I had a cool landlord. But, like, mm. this happened for, like, a month. And then I ended up moving out to go to Chicago. And I wonder if she still <laughs> thought that, like, it was me. It's like an empty apartment. It's, like, completely. Yeah, and she's just, like, banging no on the door there. again. She would call Holy me when shit. I wasn't home. When me and my roommates were, like, at work. And she'd be like, yeah. turn it down. And I'd be like, yeah. I'm not home. I don't know what you're talking about. Holy so, shit. You know, you never know. I mean, my neighbor will tell me, he'll be like, I'm going out of town, so if you hear anyone in my apartment, call me. And every time he says it, I want to be like, do, do people that you don't know come in your apartment a lot? Like, what should I be afraid? Like, what, what a weird <laughs> way to word that. I just am confused. Maybe you've got someone imprisoned up there. I, he's so old. <laughs> I don't think so, man. It's just not that vibe. I don't think so. That's so funny. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. Mm. I do be listening, though, when he goes out of town. I'm like, hello? And noises that I thought were coming from him actually come from a different neighbor. And I always thought it was him. But then when he goes out of town, I I still hear it. And he's not there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, either this is what he's talking about. Somebody's up there. Or uh, it's not him. Well, tell that to my old downstairs neighbor. Sometimes it's not the person you think. Sometimes it's not them. Sometimes they're sleeping. One, one t- and I might have told this already on this show, but one time in an apartment building that I lived in, they were complaining about somebody in the building smoking weed. It was 100% me. It was absolutely me. But I was like, how am I going to like do this and not get caught? And I was smoking one day and I was so nervous about getting a complaint that I decided to complain on myself. So I called and I was like, hey, I smell it. I smell it really bad right now as I'm literally like blowing the smoke just everywhere. Yeah. And uh, they never knew that it was me because (laughs) I was calling and complaining almost every time I smoked. And I think that they would, they were like, there's no way that she's complaining on her. It's seriously one of the smartest things I feel like I've ever done in my life. (laughs) I know. What a terrible thing. But never got caught, man. Never got caught once. Now, I feel like we should issue a correction because Mm. in a previous episode, we said that they never mentioned Janice and Chandler's breakup like ever again. And but this they is the did second in this episode. episode in a row where they have. Yeah, I guess. So Chandler is upset because he ran into Janice. Um, and I love that Joey uses this as an opportunity to tell the story about having a threesome with an ex and her friend. Which, hilarious, I forgot that this bit even happened. But yeah. we're going to see a little bit more of surly single Chandler uh, in mm-hmm. the upcoming birthday party scene for Joey. Yes, yes. Now, meanwhile, we get to see Rachel in her new job. Um, to quote Anthony Martino from Sex in the City, she hates it. She is getting coffee for an old man. She's untangling hangers. That hanger closet really made my mind go like, like, how did they make it? Somebody had to put all of that together. Mm-hmm. Like, was it glue? Like, how did you really just hang all these hangers? Like, I really want to know. I have so many questions about the hanger closet. Uh, the visuals of it is just so perfect because, like, why on earth, like, the fact that they have a whole closet just dedicated to hangers 
Mm-hmm. And that they would, like, that's the one thing that goes in there. And they wouldn't even, like, hang them. They would just well, no, throw here's them what happens. in a pile. You have piles of them. And then, like, one gets out of, like, order or whatever. And then you try to pick mm. up another hanger. And then they all come up. And they're like, and you're like, uh-oh, this is rough. This is rough. Because I've worked in clothing shops mm-hmm. where the ha- the hangers would just get so fucking tangled up. And I'm like, how are you guys doing this? You're all just supposed to be hanging, <laughs> not together. So I get it, but I just think about this closet and I really wonder how they how they concocted it. It's so funny. It's a great visual gag. It is. Now, guess what is about to happen, Katie? What? Guess who we're about to meet? I'm not even mad because I'm so <laughs> mad at Ross. This man literally didn't do anything wrong yet at all. Well, I am so excited for the introduction of Mark. Hey, Mark. How are you, sweetie? Rachel is complaining to Monica at the Moondance Diner, which we have not seen in like a million years. Yeah. Monica's waitressing job. Uh, She's, you know, she's complaining about how awful it is. And guess who starts laughing at her pain? Mm -hmm. It's Mark. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I love... Rachel's reaction to him because I get it Mm -hmm. like when anybody talks to me that I don't want to be speaking to I act exactly like that like I'm just an absolute bitch and that's why I love this scene yeah she's like why are you butting in on my private conversation are you kidding me yeah it's also very annoying though like she's you know but it's also funny I mean if you're sitting alone at a bar like obviously I'm eavesdropping on you I love that like the way this was written like if she was not with Ross, this would be a meet cute. This would be a cute way for two people to meet. Mark is cute. He is cu- really cute. Guy. I was thinking that. I was like, damn, Mark, you're kind of hot, sweets. Mark is played by Stephen Eckholt. He is best known as Doug Weston on The West Wing. He has also appeared in My Big Fat Greek Life, which is oh. a show based off of the movie My Big Fat oh. Greek Wedding, bringing oh. it all full circle that I thought was Mm -hmm. interesting is that yes so he played the main love interest on that show based off of John Corbett's character so have you seen my big fat Greek wedding no the guy that she marries is played by the guy who plays Aiden on sex in the city okay so this guy instead of instead of Aiden being on the show Stephen mm-hmm. Eckholt played that part on the show. Um, and I just thought it was interesting that he is playing John Corbett's part and Corbett is on Sex and the City. And this episode was written by Alexa Judge, who also wrote for Sex and the City. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, there's so many connections going on. Come to find <laughs> out, though, that Mark works for Bloomingdale's and might be able to get Rachel a new, better, brand spanking Bloomingdale's job. Can we just talk about this whole storyline right now? Just go through it? Absolutely. Let's just... Okay, let's just great, because I can't, I can't skip around. I just want to talk about it. So then, what happens? So Rachel tells Ross about Mark, and his initial instinct is like, oh, he's trying to sleep with you, because no man would ever do something nice for a woman without expecting sex. Says a lot about uh, how Ross views the world and women. But also, duh, 
<laughs> Ross, you're not the only person that wants to have sex with your girlfriend. You should almost want people to want to have sex <laughs> with your girlfriend. You know what I mean? And also, I, if I were Rachel, I would be like, yeah, of course he does. And we're going to use it to get me a new job. That's- so hop on board, buddy. Because I'm going to act like I want to fuck Mark too until I hop my way into Bloomingdale's, babe. That is exactly what I said to Nolan. He was watching this episode with me. I said, would you have a problem with this guy? Would you think the same thing? He said, mm, I would need to know more about the situation. Which is code for, yes, he agrees that this guy wants to sleep with her. Well, yeah, but also, like, who wouldn't want to? What's the problem with that? Like, if you think about it, like, he didn't say to Rachel, hey, baby, I can get you a job if you fuck me. Like, that literally never happened. You know what I mean? He's trying to endear himself to her. Yeah, like, but also, sure, I would want to have sex with this hot woman that offered me her pickle at this diner. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, but also, if I were Ross... I'd like to offer my pickle. Like, if I... If I had a boyfriend and somebody really wants to have sex with him as long as he doesn't actively have sex with them i'm cool Mm -hmm. like what's the issue if they want to have sex with him or her you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i don't understand the problem here ross i love this joke where he's like did you tell him about me and rachel's like oh i was wearing my i heart ross sandwich board and ringing my bell i think about that joke all the time i think it's so (laughs) ringing my bell Oh my god. I also love this quip where she's like, well, you know, I assume I'll have to take showers with him, but that's true of any job. Like, her sarcasm is so good in this episode. Well, because it's ridiculous. Like, he's seriously acting, the way that he's acting, I would actively want to break up with him. Mm-hmm. I would actively want to go and have sex with Mark because he's not annoying me as much as my own boyfriend is. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, Ross is pushing her directly into Ro- into Mark's arms from the moment that he walks on into their lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of behavior that literally is like, okay, well, if you want me to have sex with Mark so bad, I will. This is another moment where I think having a female writer on the episode really made a difference. Because Mm -hmm. we get that scene in Central Perk with Monica talking to Ross where he's like, oh, my God, like he's prepping her for the interview. Like, I know what prepping means. And I love this whole exchange with Monica where she's like, "Okay, who the fuck cares if he wants to sleep with her? Like, does that mean she's going to fuck him? No, like grow the fuck up. This is something good happening for her. It's not about you. Yeah, I think that's. Like, everything she says, I'm like, yes, 100%. I love that he gets that reality check, because it's 100% true. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote this down in my notes. I said, Ross is being a real wingtip. <laughs> oh my god, is that even a phrase? A wingtip? I don't know. Yeah. I wrote it down, though. I love that for you. <laughs> now, all of this to say, she gets the interview, she gets prepped, Mm-hmm. Ross meets Rachel after the interview. She's in like a Beetlejuice, Jack Skellington number. Truly awful. I loved it. <laughs> I love 
that like as we watch these episodes, you, they're getting more divisive. You and I are disagreeing more and more. We just did it at the same time, and I went, oh, I couldn't believe that you would describe something bad by saying Beetlejuice and Nightmare Before Christmas. Two of my favorite things. If I want to look like anything, I want to look like that. And I want to look like Rachel. So it's perfect. It's it's the pinstripes. The pinstripes are so thick. They are so thick. If they were thin, it would be so chic. They're literally like like an inch thick. They match each other. They're like opposites when they're hugging Mm -hmm. after the thing. Like they, he's wearing the opposite colors. They like mismatched them. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I I loved it all. I loved the structure of what she was wearing. I hated the the thick pinstripes. I don't care. No. I did not like it. This is a rare, not chic outfit from Rachel for me. I think. (sighs) I think. But... I do love this moment where Mark runs up to her and tells her she got the job. And then she like immediately hugs him before hugging Ross. But he got her the job. Why wouldn't he hug him first? She has not done anything wrong. And you know that when Rachel fucks up, I always mention it. But she has not done anything wrong this whole episode. And like, oh, Ross, it's so sweet that you brought me a daisy. Nah, no. This motherfucker is, he's watching you. Like a hawk is what he's doing. That had nothing to do with him wanting to support you at all. He's going in to make sure everything's fine. And then he gonna get in his own head about her hugging him before hugging him. I want to punch him in the face. I do. It's so much. Like, seriously, it's, it's gross. Like, grow up. I can't. The theme of this episode is trust your girlfriend please and if you can't trust your girlfriend then you probably shouldn't be with your girlfriend yeah but i love mark i think that he has not done anything wrong he's a nice guy maybe he is interested he's definitely interested but that's okay he's not forcing her to do anything no he hasn't propositioned her he and also, just sees a pretty girl and he's like, I want to help her because that's pretty privilege, baby. He's already dating somebody in the office. We just don't even know it yet. Yeah, he's, uh, everything is fine. Everything's above board. Do I disagree with Ross when he says he's attracted to her? No. Do I think that there's anything wrong with the situation? No. The only mm. thing wrong with the situation is Ross. Yes. Okay. Now that's something I can agree with, babe. (laughs) I want to talk real quick about this Phoebe storyline of her dating the really charming guy upstairs. And she gets back from her date and (laughs) Monica and Rachel are in their apartment and they can start hear them going at it. Mm -hmm. Now, I live in fear of this because I happen to have an apartment where I live directly above one of my best friends someone Mm. who i've known since like the sixth grade Mm -hmm. and i am always scared that they can hear me getting it on and that i've I've never i've i'm too afraid to ask you have to i my plan is that we'll get drunk one day 
and I'll go, girl, be honest. Because that's the only way that I could ever muster up the courage to ask Literally her. send a voice note. Hey, we were talking on my podcast about neighbors hearing each other have sex. Do you ever hear me bang my boyfriend? <laughs> I don't know if I could live with the results. <laughs> but then if you do... If you know, then you can start having sex in different places in the house and ask her, did you hear that time? Did you hear that time? And you guys can work out like a, because imagine like if she's down there being like, fuck, they're having sex again. Wouldn't you want to know so that you could like put a louder rug down, something extra cushiony? I think it's a great idea. I say send the voice note today. I'm I'm so scared, but I know it's going to come out one day, and it's going to ruin my life. Mm, I, it could not, though, too. It could. She could also say, never heard a peep. Then I, Isn't that more embarrassing if she's like, what no. the fuck are you talking about? I don't want anyone to know that I do it. <laughs> um, Everybody does it. So people are looking at you and your boyfriend walk down the street and being like, he might come inside of her. <laughs> Who knows? But I know he probably enters her. I'll pass the message along. I'll let him know that's what people think when we walk down the street. <laughs> that's why people are saluting him all the time. Oh, okay. No, it's the knockers you have. They're like, <laughs> good job, sir. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thumbs up for those mommy milkers. <laughs> now, we do end the episode with Phoebe sitting in the purple apartment with Monica and Rachel and hearing the man upstairs getting it on with someone else. Yeah, I guess that's the downside of it. Dagger in the heart, you know? Mm -hmm. I do love that. (laughs) I love this moment where, like, all the guys go up to, like, confront him. But then we can hear their, like, change of tone and, like, he's charming them too. The voice of the loud man upstairs is the show producer, uh, Ira Unger. It's not how I would have said that. (laughs) Ungerleiter? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yes, that is what it says. Yes. That was just going to take me a moment to sound out. He's written a little bit here and there. I think he was one of the people who worked on the, the... Super Bowl episode, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but that's that's who's that's the voice that it oh, is. Oh, cool! I love this whole bit where you can only hear what's going on. I think it's yeah. great. I love that you can hear the switch up of like ah oh, ah. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I liked it as well. Now we have to talk about the titular plot line of this episode. I know you love it when I use that word. <laughs> Titular. He said boobies. Now, they're throwing a party. It's Joey's birthday. They're at J-Man and Channy's. Chandler does like a million jello shots. Oof. Man, I went to a party once and they were doing these like red jello shots with like a bunch of Cool Whip on top and a cherry. Mm-hmm. Mm, magnifique. I love a good jello shot. Oh, it didn't end badly? It, not like this. I Anytime remember. I do jello shots, I see them again later. <laughs> Have you ever had a, a jello shot through a syringe? Like one of those like, no, like giant I, fake needle looking ones? I had had so many bad jello shot experiences by the time that I saw one of those that I said, no, thank you. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Because it's so delicious oh, so that I don't stop. 
And then I've t- like I had a Halloween party and I made Jello shots mm-hmm. and I didn't measure a thing when <laughs> I did it. And when I tell you, I took like twelve of those motherfuckers. I was like, I'm not even drunk and was so wasted. I threw up so much blue that night and I was like, that's it, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore because and but also uh, hard alcohol just really makes me so sick mm-hmm. so then you're gonna add all of that sugar and shit on top of it my stomach Ooh, said no nope. <laughs> so that was that oh my god I love a jello shot man I'm also the, the dog jello shots at my wedding okay sorry but <laughs> the dog has lips and eyebrows now which it didn't have before (laughs) oh yeah we were wondering when that switch was going to be made well it's in this episode he was feeding it to that dog and i said you're different what (laughs) happened like at least show him getting really drunk and then drawing it on or something but what we're just going to talk about the fact that the porcelain dog had absolutely nothing on his face and now it has a full face i'm adding this to the list under the disappearance of Michael Gunderson as Mm. something that we need to find out about. And then at another point, it doesn't have a face again. (laughs) And I want to be like, was someone else borrowing the other dog on set? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm... Now that you mention it... We need more information about the white dog. How many of these dogs do they have? There were, like, four of them. And then they don't know what happened to the other three... And then one of the friend's actors has the dog. Is it Matt LeBlanc? It's one of them. It's one of the, one the, of the Joey Mats. Chandlers. I just can't remember which one has it. One of the Maddies. Yeah. One, one of the Maddies. I like to think that, like, whoever has it regularly, like, sits on top of it. Like, mounts it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, like, watches episodes of Friends and, like, lays across it. I would hope, but I don't think so. I don't. I just Googled who got the dog and friends, and they're uh, talking about when Pat the dog comes in. Oh, yeah. I forgot. It has, like, an official name. Okay. Now, while, while you find that out, a hungover Chandler reveals his secret the next morning that he fooled around with one of Joey's sisters at the party and he doesn't know which one. Um, I love this reveal that, like, he gets really handsy when he's drunk and everyone's like, that's okay. And it was, he, he got handsy with Monica and Phoebe and Rachel and Ross. <laughs> I couldn't find the information, so I just am done. We'll, we'll, we'll get that to you later. It's no problem. Now, Joey barges in mm-hmm. and he does reveal the identity of this sister. It was Mary Angela. Mm-hmm. Chandler, you know, has to go along with this lie of like, yeah, I could really fall for her. I love Mary Angela. Mary Angela is the best. I mean, Joey should know that this is all a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) I know. For someone who says a lot of bullshit to women when they're trying to get somewhere with them, Joey should be able to spot the bullshit from a mile away. It took the metaphorical tunnel to get him to realize that he even wanted to slightly be with Janice. Why? Like, of course he's just rebounding and got wasted, but also didn't, they didn't even have sex. They just fooled around in a closet. So what's the fucking problem? But you know what? Joey wants to see the best in people, especially his friends. So I can, like, he's really happy about it. Like, he's like, all right, man, you know, so... 
you know, he's he's putting some trust in Chandler, even though Chandler has proved himself to be an immature, like, 20-something-year-old man yeah. time and time again. Yeah. Um, this is, I just oh. remembered this in my notes, and I did not remember that this scene happened when I rewatched this episode, and I completely forgot it existed till now, but this scene where Chandler wrote the letter to Mary Angela and he's like Mary Angela this is the hardest letter I've ever had to write (laughs) for some reason really really makes me laugh nothing like a letter to let him down easy (laughs) now we get to see Joey at his family's home Mm -hmm. Chandler shows up because he wants to talk to Mary Angela wants to sort this out in person which like if this happened today if, like, I made out with one of my brother's friends at a party, like, we would just probably never talk again, and it would be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you're actively going to the house. Also, you guys live together. So when Joey was leaving the house, he didn't, he wasn't like, oh, I'm headed to my family, see you later. <laughs> yeah, like, wouldn't Chandler have known where he was going? Chandler was really busy writing the letter. It was the hardest mm. letter he's ever had to write. Well, I guess he just missed it all. <gasps> Uh, I do love that we get this little tidbit that Joey's grandma does his laundry. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think it's really funny. I love seeing Joey, like, at his family's house. Yeah, in the family element. And I know, like, at this point, we've met his mom and his dad, who are never to be seen again. We will later have a completely different actress playing one of his sisters in season eight, Mm-hmm. So I feel like out of everyone, I guess except for the Gellers, because their parents are always around and they have each other. After them, Joey is the person who like we see like their complete family like the most maybe, but it's just so segmented. That's true. Although I guess we do meet. Huh, this is hard. We see the parents a lot though. We see the Geller parents a ton. We see it. The thing is like we see Rachel's sister's. And we do see her parents, but we see her parents, like, only in the beginning. So you're right. Hmm. I gotta eat these words. I would say that we see the Gellers the, yes. the, Gellers the most. Whether With the flashbacks, with when they're actually on the show. I would say we see them the most. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote this note. We see the... It's probably, like, Gellers, then Rachel's family, then Joey's family. Yeah. Then more turkey, Mr. Chandler. I was going to say, yeah, and then we have that. And then Phoebe, obviously, we don't really get much of. No. But that's to be expected. We meet her dad and we meet her brother. And her original mom. But we don't meet, obviously, Lily. Rest in peace. But we do meet her grandma, her brother. Her sister. The step, the sister, Fuck. the step mom. So and. Many- and then we meet her literal mom. Her I take birth it mom. back. We see Joey's family the least. <laughs> I'm so sorry to prove you. I w- when you said that, I was like, yeah. And then I was like, no, no, nope, that's not it. We see, we see Chandler and Joey's family is the least. I don't know why this was an important point, point to make, <laughs> but we got there together. I we did love. I love when he's like, "Where's Mary Angela?" She's right in there. And then he walks in and it's all the sisters together and they all look exactly the same. Yep. Now, 
This is something we talked about a little bit before, before we started recording. But I was under the impression that Joey has six sisters. He's mm-hmm. the seventh kid. And in this episode, they mention Mary Angela, Mary Therese, Cookie, Dina, Tina, and Gina. So that's the six sisters and then Joey. However, when I looked up this episode and I looked up Joey Tribbiani, there was a random other sister named Veronica that was mentioned. They, when he had his own spinoff show, they recast one of the sisters. Mm -hmm. So that's who you're seeing. And named her Veronica? I guess so. I have to pause the show and go pee no or I'm going to die. Okay, just I'm keep the recording. I'm so sorry. Though. I've been holding it for so long. Oh, don't look at my crotch. I'm so sorry about this. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Sorry. Continue. No problemo. But yeah, they, uh, I guess they recap. But why wouldn't they just have her name be one of the same names? You know what? I think the only way I can justify it in my mind is what if Veronica's nickname is Cookie? Okay. I, I buy it. I guess, yeah. 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 I guess I, I can't believe in God, but I can believe in that, you know? <laughs> if you If you want to believe it enough, it's real. Yes, I accept. Now, we're at the most awkward family dinner ever, where Chandler is trying to figure out who Mary Angela is, uh, Mm. but Nona uh, keeps interrupting. She's cock-blocking. Joey's grandma is played by Patty Stanton, uh, and I thought she did such a good job in this episode. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. 100%. Um, This is another grandma, because we will see a grandma who does not speak English in the episode where Joey is uh, going to be on Law and Order. Yes. Which, side note, that's the one where Ross can't flirt, and that's one of my all-time favorite episodes. I was going to say, it's one of my fucking favorite episodes that ever existed. Uh, one of the sisters asks Chandler to excuse himself, meet her at the bathroom. They start making out, and she reveals that she is not Mary Angela. Mm-hmm. She was just curious, you know, because she heard some yeah. good things. Now, Joey comes back there. And then all the sisters come back there. Mm-hmm. And Joey's mad at Chandler. Why aren't we mad at the other sister for making out with Chandler? I did write that down. I wrote, like, she's like, oh, he was making out with me because he thought I was Mary Angela. And I'm like, you initiated the makeout. I mean, I guess from that perspective, it could sound like he saw her in the hallway and went up to her and just started making out with her. So I guess in that case, I could understand the blind rage. I would love to know the inner workings of all the the sister drama that happens in the mm-hmm. Tribbiani household. 
I would too, yeah. I'd watch that show for sure. Because Mary Therese seems like she's done this kind of thing before. Before. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I am right there with ya. But I love this whole, this whole interaction. Like, I love to see Joey in big brother mode. Where he's just like, you know, normally I would punch you, but you're my friend and I don't know what to do. Um, I feel like maybe violence, it's not the answer. Let's not punch people in the face, anybody. Let's not. Let's just, let's have conversations. We could stop (laughs) being friends with Chandler. But why is it either punch him in the face or not punch him in the face? That just shouldn't be an option at all. I have two older brothers and they've never punched anyone for me, unfortunately. Yeah, I, like, just, just no. But this joke where he's like, okay, we're gonna let you go. But you have to apologize to Mary Angela. And she, Why would he know though? Because she was just there. She just he said, "Who's Mary Angela?" And she went, "I am." Oh, okay. And then I there could you go. pick her out from the crowd after having seen that. You could or couldn't? I could, but he okay. still doesn't know, and that is so funny. So then, Cookie, that is a rough one. Cookie punches him in the face. I think this is, you know, this is a very guy way of solving problems where they're just like, we'll just punch each other and like move on. It's very primitive, but apparently it works. Yeah. But I absolutely love that storyline. I think it's so funny. I wish we got more of his sisters in the future. I wish we saw a little more of the Tribbiani household. Same. But... This is a great episode to me. It's like a comfort episode. I mentioned this last week, but this is the first episode I ever saw. I'm just sitting here thinking, (laughs) remember when you thought that (laughs) Joey's family is the one we saw the most? (laughs) Yeah, that whole spinning in circles. I sounded like such a fucking moron. That was like 10 minutes ago. It just it randomly made me chuckle because I wanted to be like, has she seen, she's seen the show? Why would we she don't get an this? episode where Joey's Joey's Nona does porn as him? That was Ursula. That was Blursula. <laughs> oh man, you guys, I love the Blursula joke so oh much. You have God. no idea. Ugh, such a weird storyline, but I love it. Now. Next week, we're going to get even more jealousy than we did this week. Next week Mm. is literally the one with all the jealousy. We're going to bring that to you guys. Uh, After I come back from my trip, there'll be a a bit of a break, but we're going to get to it. Now, what were your titles, Katie? My titles were the one where Ross shows all his jealousy. But that was before I knew that the next one was called that. So that (laughs) sounds like I did it just now, but I didn't. Uh, The one where Chandler gets jello shot wasted. And the one where they hear Phoebe have sex. Oh, I love all of those. I was reading them and I didn't remember a single title that I made up. I was like, I'm going to go on this ride with you. I don't remember a damn title I made up. I like the Jello shot one because I also wrote the one with the Jello shots. Just because okay. that joke Love is it. so funny. Love it. Um, the one where they meet Mark at the moon dance. Because I know you love some alliteration. I love that one. The more consonants I put in there, I'm like, Katie's going to love the hoes going to love Every time I do a title, I'm like, let me make Chloe proud. And then I'm like, (laughs) the one with the obvious choice. (laughs) I have uh, the one with Rachel's big interview. 
And the one with all of Joey's sisters. Mm, yep. But yep, 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 yep. I would like to mention that I do love the title for this episode as is. I think it's probably better than what we've come up with today. <laughs> it is the longest episode title of the entire Friends series. <laughs> And it works, you know? It's and in, it works. It's it does. It definitely does. Uh, where can everyone find you, Katie? You can find me everywhere at Little Baby Kate's. Where can everybody find you? You guys can find me on TikTok and on Instagram at Cuckoo for Cloclo Puffs. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to give us a review, a five-star rating, and share this podcast with any of your friends who also love friends. We got to get you a Twitter. I had Twitter and then I deleted it at the beginning of the pandemic because I was using it way too much and I had to oh. cut screen time. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I was going to be like, you'd love Twitter. I did love Twitter. <laughs> she says with tears in her eyes. Uh, I was a Twitter fanatic. I had to, I had an intervention. I had to, I had to stop. Uh, also, thank you for going on the Jesus journey with us at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> and you know what? After all that, we still made it into about an hour timeline. I love that for us. We I love it. that. We did it, Joe. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that meme now, even though it's like two years old. I think it's so much funnier now than it was when it first started. It really was just so good, though. Oh, my God. I'm also... Like recently rediscovered Pokemon Go to the polls, mm. and even though that's from like 2016, I still think it's hilarious and will be using it in conversation still. <laughs> the other day, I was talking to one of my coworkers and I tried to say like, uh, "Have you have you seen like the Chrissy Wake Up TikToks?" Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so I thought that everybody on the planet has seen the Chrissy Wake Up. And there was a song on, dude, the embarrassment. There was a song on, and I said to the entire room, I was like, this sounds like the Chrissy Wake Up. And they looked at me like I was an alien. And I was like, are you guys not on TikTok? And they all, no. And I was like, okay. Um, and I literally turned around and I was so weirdly embarrassed. I was so mortified that I had brought this up and they had no idea what I was referring to. That's on their fault for being behind the times. I say as someone who's using a six-year-old meme still. <laughs> but that's on them. They need that's to fucking on on go get a TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're so funny. We're hilarious. I love us. Oh, me too. <laughs> All right, See guys. See you guys next time. <laughs>